this past week. Yes! <laughs> For the second time this year? Third time this year. Um, mm. I have also seen Avatar and I saw, I did this the other day, hold on. What was it? I'm super prepared for this podcast. Yeah, wait, what was it? It was Avatar and it was Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, yes, yes. yes. That's the thing, is like Dungeons and Dragons doesn't seem like it should be yeah. of the caliber to get me to a theater. Um, yeah, I was like, it wasn't, nope, Top Gun. Those were last year. Like, what could it have yeah. been? Oh, yeah, it was fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Wasn't Top Gun, wasn't Guardians, wasn't, you know, Indiana Jones or anything like that. It was uh, Dungeons oh. and Dragons. But the third one that I saw oh. this past week was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, um, which, you know, I, I would bet is no longer in that theater, given <laughs> the week that we've had. But um, yeah, as as happens, snuck it in at the last second. Um, I think Just that happened under with the wire. Top Gun last year too. At, that was yep. like end of yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, fuck this movie. I know we've talked about this movie pretty. I know you've talked about it on um, on tuned in before, but. I will say I have to apologize to my wife because I did not forewarn her that it was a part one of two. Um, oh no! <laughs> so we got to the end, and she was very like, much what? like, "What the fuck?" But um, this isn't a full movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like, this is an incredible movie. Like I, like watching it and just watching just like an insane cacophony of chaos across yeah. the screen, but still being able to understand like what's going on and what I'm supposed to be following and where I'm supposed to be following is just like masterful filmmaking Yeah, that I am 100% blown away and blown away by. And like, will you know, never do anything anywhere close to that caliber of, of beauty. But um, yeah, man, th like crazy. Yeah. It's the kind of movie that, um, like makes you rediscover why you like not just this genre of movies, but like movies in general, because, yeah. oh, actually, how is the sound quality in your theater? Fine. No problems? Okay, nope. so they must have gotten all that. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I waited past out. the pad. Uh, what what parts were like muddled for you? All of it. Like, like oh, at really? the beginning, in the Dolby, we were like struggling to hear what Gwen was saying in that whole opening sequence. And mm. then like when the music kicked on, I'm like, well, this is not nearly as loud as it should be. And then and then you just get taken over five minutes later. You have no, you don't remember that the sound's bad. So ah, interesting. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah, but. no, I, I never noticed the sound except for uh, the very, very beginning when they played like the in-theater ad. Uh, oh, which yeah. like clearly three or four of the speakers that are played for that were just not just, working we're in not this on. <laughs> theater. Um, you know, this is yeah. like, it's, we're at the end of its run. So it was in the, like the smallest <laughs> yeah. end of, end of run <laughs> theater. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of looked at each other and went, Oh God, I hope the whole thing's not like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it was it was incredible, man. Um, yeah. The only knock I can really give it is I feel like it dragged a little bit um, mm -hmm. in the in the beginning. Like it took a little bit, yeah. while, a little while to get its its gears moving. But like that's hardly a knock. It kept me from giving it a five star. I got a four and a half for it. But like, yeah, that's all I've got, man. And like, just how one even begins to to do that kind of beautiful art is insane. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, 
loving Oscar Isaac as uh, as Miguel O'Hara. Like, what a villain! Um, so menacing, so menacing, but like such depth and like just. And I don't know, man. I like I don't know what else to say about this movie. Like, yeah, I walked out, and Jess and I were both like, I would turn around and walk back in and watch that movie again. And or more again, to the point, yeah. we were like, can we get home? Like, is it available at home yet? Can we go home and watch it again? Yeah. Because I 100% believe that you would pick up a thousand things that you didn't see the first time. Easily. You know? Yeah. Um, because it's so chaotic and it's so focused. I don't know. It's crazy. It is. And it's funny because in a year where we had, you know, the Super Mario Brothers movie and this, and while I didn't dislike the Super Mario Brothers movie, there's a big difference between acting and voice acting. And on a lot of Super yeah. Mario, I felt like there wasn't a lot of like voice acting going on. And in this movie, whether it be, you know, Haley Steinfeld or Daniel Kaluuya or Oscar Isaac or Shamik Moore, like yeah. that's voice acting. Like they're, they're characters there. And it's not just someone speaking into a mic and I don't want to be smirched like Chris Pratt and whoever, but like this was like, they're putting on a performance yeah. in their voice. Absolutely. And especially Daniel Kaluuya. I'm like, there's, that was some stuff going on there. I didn't know it was Daniel Kaluuya until like the end. Like right? I, we got out and the first thing we did was bring up IMDb to like look at the of cast course. list and like yeah. half of them you don't pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I guess this is like mildly spoilery, but what did sure. you think of the incorporation of the live action stuff? I mean, like in the moment, it didn't really mess with me, but having looking back like looking back having a little bit of distance now i'm like the only reason you did that was because of the bigger picture like sure. had you not had to do that you wouldn't have it didn't bother me but it was very like this is the one part that kind of took me out where i'm like hmm yeah did you really need to do this that was my <laughs> thought i was like if you like compared to all of the different like artistic styles and like yeah noise around it like when you cut to like just here is a frame from a live action movie. Yeah. You know, um, felt weird. Takes you out a little bit. Yeah. And Jason Schwartzman as the spot was uh, really good. I thought was going so to good. literally from all the ad campaigns, I thought was going to be a a character of the week, a villain of the week. Uh, yeah. That would be Cameo. quickly dispatched, um, but yeah. not so much, which I love. No. No, started like that and quickly evolved into something different, <laughs> and, which was really, really cool. And literally cleans up the one question I had from the first one, um, and yeah. this is spoilery too, but like I remember watching across this, or into the Spider-Verse being like, where the fuck does Spider come from? Yeah, yes. You know? Yeah. Like one of those things that like, oh, this is actually a trilogy. This isn't just like we made this incredible thing and now we're making another one because right. Hollywood- it's like this is a intentional like arc, which yeah. is crazy. And when the next one comes out, it's it's a contender for the best movie trilogy of, of all, all time. time, hands down. I, I don't, I can't crazy. even think of anything that's like doesn't come, come close. close to. Yeah, I mean Star Wars, like the original Star Wars, original maybe Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, I'm like maybe Indiana Jones, but like I don't. But like no, like you know. Um, these movies are like flawless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Um, so that's a lot of time on across the spider verse, but like it deserves it. That is 100% going to win the animation, uh, Oscar oh, yeah. next year. Imagine Mario. 
I mean, I feel like Mario will also be nominated, but like for sure. But just I don't know. I when you think of what Guillermo del Toro was saying last year yeah. of animation is art, and yeah. animation is its own thing. Is like this is art and is its own thing. Yes, um, despite being a Spider-Man movie. True. It like you forget all about that eventually, and you're just like, this is just a beautiful thing to watch. So I love that you saw it. I'm glad that you guys saw it in a theater. I yes. mean, I was getting worried. I was like, I don't know how long it's going to be there for. Well, that's we kind of, <laughs> that's kind of what I said. Cause Jess and I have been going like every weekend for the past, like three months, you know, since it came out, we've been yeah. going, do you want to like go see Spider-Man this weekend? And we were like, yeah. And then like inevitably, and like, it, it eh. got inevitably something came up and it was got to the point where we were like, okay, if we yeah. don't Barbie and Oppenheimer are going to come out, everything's yes. going to get pushed and like Spider-Man's going to bail. I'm, yes. I'm curious. Well, it was, dude, what a three-peat. Mission Impossible, Barbie, and then Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> in a two-week span. Yeah, well, and yeah, Indiana Jones in there, too. Like, it's, you know, Indiana there's a Jones. lot of stuff pushing uh, pushing Spider-Man. Yeah, man. There. Yeah. And even the smaller stuff, like Joyride and Insidious, it's like, they're still yeah. playing. And Sound of Freedom is still playing. Like, uh, It is, there is, there are two one. showings left. Uh, oh, look at that. Yeah, no. Oh, interesting. So... The theater we saw it at has evening shows, and the other theater near me has a 12 o'clock and a 3 o'clock. Oh, so it's still, they know that people are coming to see this movie, so that's pretty cool. I mean, there were only five of us in my my, uh, showing, but. Yeah, yeah, but still, it definitely counts. That's box office numbers. We also also went at like a a 6 o'clock show, so we were there. It was a little early. Oh, that was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, either way, I'm really glad you and guys it was saw Tuesday. it. Oh, well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. <then. laughs> so you're yes. not like a prime time anything yet. <laughs> uh, what about you, Josh? Now that I've talked for <laughs> half an hour. Um. Well. Oh man, what do I even start with? You know what? I'm going to start with nothing that I really want to talk about, but it's something that I I texted you about because i'm just floored at this show um i watched the first five episodes of hijack on apple tv plus which Mm. is the idris elba uh vehicle literally no pun intended where (laughs) he's on a plane (laughs) and the plane gets hijacked and the and the story takes place in real time like it is seven hours it's a seven hour flight Mm -hmm. and i spoke about this last week having not seen it saying like maybe this is the type of show that should have just remained a movie yeah and i am sorely mistaken because this show actually like moves man like this show is really engaging idris elba remains one of those like just overly reliable actors that is never really put in the leading man position but when he is he's always good even when he does the smaller character stuff and I'm just very surprised at this. And this is kind of a weird case study for like, well, maybe the miniseries, like, I don't know what the line is now between yeah. like what should and shouldn't be a miniseries because in many ways this doesn't work as a movie because the tension is ramped up episode after ep- or episode sure. after episode and you're learning about each passenger in real time as Idris Elba is learning about them. So it works like kind of uh, in tandem with your own viewing experience. And... I don't know, man. I really like this show. It's on its sixth episode. By the time this episode releases, we will have passed the sixth episode, and I believe there's only seven. Mm -hmm. So it is definitely a mini-series, and I can't see how they would do another one. It's one story. Um, 
but it is it is a really tight thriller that I had no expectation for. And Apple TV Plus like remains giving me stuff that I'm like, oh, this should be a movie. Oh, wait, no, actually, wait, this mm-hmm. is really good as a show. <laughs> like, I don't really understand it. This and Platonic, I'm like, okay. Yeah. These shows I never would have watched on TV. I'm watching them now. So um, did you watch any of Hijack? No, I haven't watched any of it. Not Interesting. Yet. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't know. It just, it seemed like it'd be something super generic and it just turned out to be exactly the kind of thing that I like. So, I mean, check it out. It's not a long watch. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. Um, I feel like Apple TV of all of the streamers going right now has kind of the most brand identity in terms of what it's putting out. Yeah. You know, like I feel like everything that comes through Apple TV is very, like, I don't want to say on Apple brand, but like of the same kind of quality and for sure, I don't want to say tone either, but like, you know, hmm. essence kind of thing, you know, like, like a gloss over. Yeah. Like can... you can't say like shrinking and hijack have like the same aesthetic sure. or something like that. But, um, there's a similarity there that is the Apple TV effect. I feel like, um, Totally. And you can fold Tetris in there. I'm like, there's something yeah. about that that I'm like, of course, that's an Apple TV Plus movie, you know? Um, so, yeah, Hijack, worth checking out if you've got an Apple TV Plus. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love we talked for like 10 minutes on Spider-Man and then it's like, yeah, Hijack, here you go. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> I will try and do the same kind of thing here. Uh, I watched a movie that has been on my list for a long time uh, called Bringing Out the Dead. Uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Nicolas Cage as an ambulance driver. Uh I was yeah. originally going to do this as a double feature with ambulance. Um, I feel like I need though? to pr- I need to pronounce that like ambulance or something like yes. that. Um, but uh, but I didn't, and I'm really glad I didn't because these are very different movies. Sure, I would say in the filmography of Martin Scorsese, Bringing Out the Dead is like a smaller a, a, a smaller work. Um, yeah has a lot of the same vibe it feels like a like a transitional movie between like the goodfellas casino era and like like the departed forward era like it's just this kind of it feels very i mean it's set in new york city and it's very much a movie of new york city um but like not to the same level that like taxi driver is or anything like that like there's Uh, grit there but like it, it feels a little bit removed um Gotcha. And I don't know. I, I it was it was it was good. I feel like um the premise oversells the movie, if that oh. makes sense. So I mean it's a Martin Scorsese movie starring Nicolas Cage, where Nicolas Cage is an ambulance driver who's slowly going crazy. And Nicolas oh, Cage yeah. slowly going crazy elicits a kind of expectation in of itself. Um, yeah, it does. Which is not there. Ooh, like it, that's not the, the like that's not the performance that this is. Mm. Um, it's him, like it's more internalized. It's him trying to struggle with, like seeing death everywhere. You know, like he he says at one point, oh. like I haven't saved someone in months. You know, like oh, wow. and like just seeing all of, like I mean that's the whole thing with like you know EMTs and first responders and and things like that. Yeah. It's like here's like everywhere you go is just someone's worst day. Um, so it's, it's, it's not that like insane Nicholas cage going insane. 
Um, yeah. There are hints here and there, but like it doesn't really deliver. And then like the cadence of it doesn't really fit on the same level as some of the uh, Marty Scorsese movies you've seen in the past. Like the, oh. it doesn't have the momentum that like Goodfellas builds up at the end. You sure. know, where it's like, like he's going crazy. Like it's, it wants it, right. but it's not quite there. So good movie, oh. three stars. Like I feel like yeah. I was expecting something different. So. Sure. I mean, you you hear Scorsese, Nick Cage, New York yeah. ambulance movie, and I'm like, this should be a five banger easy. <laughs> I will say also, and I had this thought like maybe 10 minutes in, uh, it being a Scorsese movie, it starts with um, a lot of voiceover. Sure. And it's Nicolas Cage doing almost the same cadence as Spider-Noir from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. What a juxtaposition. With like this, with like the same dark, like, you know, it's been seven months since I've saved everyone. Everywhere I yeah, go, like it seems like city. death is following me around. <laughs> and like, I had that thought and like, I just, I never broke away from this as Spider-Noir. Oh, just no. Just being like an ambulance driver. Like the rest of the movie, fine. But like the sections where it went into voiceover, I was just like right yeah right there so can't do it can't do yeah. it oh god where did you watch it because i i do want to watch this movie it's just it's you know, on no one talks um, about it it's on showtime oh interesting yeah and i want to okay. say it's leaving in like 10 days or so okay good. like that leaving in a, a week yeah it gives me a good time frame because okay. i think that was what finally pushed me it's like i was looking and i saw leaving in like 11 days or something like that and I was like, oh, like, well, shit, I got to watch this because it. it's not like it's going to pop up somewhere else. I mean, it's right, totally right, going right. to pop up somewhere else, but yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. It doesn't just disappear into the ether, but that's good to know. Um, I've been meaning to check it out for a while now. Um, God, bringing out the dead. Uh, that's one that nobody talks about ever. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know about it until we were looking at yeah. ambulance. Um, exactly. I do want to throw one more out there because I have a feeling I know what your other two are going to be. You do. Um, so uh, this I just watched today, but I'm super excited. Um, the new season of Futurama is hitting Hulu. Yes. Um, did you watch uh, Futurama uh, in the past? <sighs> in any of its any of its four different uh, iterations? In its first iteration, I watched it on and off, but mm -hmm. not as much as The Simpsons. But I know I've, sure. I'm familiar. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Futurama, Matt Groening's futuristic with Fry and Leela. You know, it's it's pretty cultural thing. This is the 11th season. Um, I think it's been canceled three times at this point, yep. but keeps coming but, back. Like why? Um, <laughs> it was can it was canceled like a decade ago, um, and now it's back. But uh, it's on Hulu. Sure. It's a Hulu original now, um, and it's wonderful because like, I mean, it's Futurama. Like they are super self aware. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and it's all, it's all there. I, I, yeah, it's, it's worth the watch. I mean, half hour episodes, it's Fry and Leela and Bender. They sound yeah. <laughs> exactly the same, Yeah, which is wild. You want to talk about like consistency and voice acting. Um, That's crazy. I like, I, I mean, I even think of like Clone High where some of the new episodes, I'm like, it's close, but it's like not quite the same voice. I'm like, that's yeah. Bender and that's Leela and that's Fry, like hands down, same everything. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's great. Well, and Bender's voice. And it's funny because even like South Park, like they've changed over the years. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not the same as it once was. That's yeah. awesome. It's crazy. The only knock I'll give it is like the last iteration had like the perfect ending of all time mm. for the show. And I'm like, oh, now we have to like work around that. But 
it's uh it's it's i'm i'm glad it's back yeah well it feels like one of those shows that could just be on forever too it's yeah. like why you could why they canceled it four times i don't know like i really have no idea because it seems like everyone likes it so <laughs> well i also i appreciate it because like you know family guy i think started around the same time as futurama don't quote me mm -hmm. on that but like you know same kind yeah. of thing um and family guy has just been going forever now yes um, and I'm trucking like trucking along. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't keep up with Family Guy at all, but I was like, Futurama, it's here. I'm like lock, stepping right back into that. So Yeah. Love it. Uh maybe I'll try and well, I'd have to go back and like watch the whole thing probably. That's a no. good that's a good They no? give you enough of a premise to Okay. Pick right back. Well at up. least I know the characters already. They I mean they knock out the like the previous finale in like less than a minute. <laughs> you know, in classic <laughs> awesome. drama fashion. They're like, Yep, just kidding. So <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Well, Futurama is back, ladies and gentlemen. That's good to know. Yes. Um, all right. Well, here it is. Uh, this past weekend, I saw both Barbie and Oppenheimer, and I'm going to yes. talk about them right now. Um, you did the full Barbenheimer. I did. I didn't do them back to back because I'm, okay. I'm glad I didn't. I'm very glad I didn't because these are very different movies uh, with very similar subject matter. But I'm going to start with Barbie because <laughs> I saw Barbie first, saw it... Um, in the Dolby on Thursday night to, with a packed house. And I've never seen so many people wearing pink, including yeah. myself and everyone who were, who I was there with, which was just fantastic. I walked to the, like I got to the theater, everyone out front was in pink, get to the concessions. Everyone's wearing pink people coming out of the theater, wearing pink, everyone in the theater is wearing pink. And I was like, this is actually really special. Like people don't do this anymore yeah. for movies. And this is really, really special. Um, Barbie, is the new movie written and directed by Greta Gerwig, also written by Noah Baumbach, starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling as the two titular characters. Um, and it's hard to talk about this movie without spoiling anything, so I'm just going to go very broad. I loved this movie. This movie exceeded my expectations, mostly because I didn't know what to expect going into it. I'm like, sure. Greta, I trust the material. I don't understand, but like, I'm here for it. And... What it does is it toes the line between being like this overly meta winking comedy and like a straight up Wizard of Oz, like reverse Wizard of Oz existential mm. story about your place in the world and what you, what kinds of like who you're supposed to be. And it's like a deeply, deeply moving and emotional film that's also like in this hot pink case. Sure. That is fucking hilarious, has so much heart and soul to it, and can only be pulled off by Greta Gerwig. Like, it's yeah. only anyone else, this is a flop. Not only, like, box office-wise, but the movie just doesn't work. Her sensibilities makes this movie something to watch and rewatch and keep going back to see again, because, like, it's just... So fucking weird, man. Like this yeah. is the one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen, but it works. Like you're not sitting there thinking that she's talking down to you at all. You don't think that she's, you know, thinks she's either better than you or like has a different viewpoint. She's basically just telling it like her own experience has been. And I thought that was so special. And um, you know, everyone's talking about Ryan Gosling as Ken as they should be, because he I've never seen a performer as committed to the bit <laughs> and He's a lock for best supporting actor if he goes in that category. Yeah. He's was that good. But Margot Robbie, like, no one's talking about her because I think it's expected that she's great all yeah. the time and she is phenomenal. But her performance, and when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. 
like it's a damn near impossible performance to make because she's supposed to be this naive, innocent Barbie doll that also has all of these worldviews and then has to go and like learn about them from the viewpoint of a toy, which doesn't exist. Yeah. And she does it with grace. She does it with skill. Like it's she's a lock for best actress, like for sure. Like no doubt in my mind. Um and I for a nomination or the win? Uh nomination. It's hard to say for the win at this point. But (laughs) um yeah. But yeah, I don't want to say much more about it other than I loved this movie. I thought it was great. Um, you know, it's not without flaw, but I can forgive those flaws because everyone in my theater was having the best time. Like the best time. And I can't say that for that many other movies I go to see in theaters. So Barbie, two thumbs up, go see it, support our girl, like the biggest opening weekend of the year. Biggest yeah. opening w- weekend for a woman filmmaker of all Ever. time. Like, it is crazy what's happening right now. So, um, yeah, shout out Greta. She fucking did it. She yeah. Did it. Oh, so proud. Yeah, I'm very proud. It's weird because I'm like, I don't know her, obviously, but I'm so proud. Like, seeing yeah. her, like, get to this point, I'm like, wow. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you go back through her filmography and it's like, I don't know, there's there's like a, a, like, all of her films have that sense of, like, creating a connection with the film. And it, so it's like, yeah, it's it's natural, I think, to feel a con- like, you know, I haven't seen Barbie, but I'm like, yeah, like, I'm so excited for Greta. Like, you know. Yeah. 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 And this is just the beginning. Like, she knew this was going to be a smash success and she did it right. And, you know, it's it's only up from here. But I really got to talk about Oppenheimer because uh, I got a chance to see this in 70 millimeter IMAX in Providence. Um, One of 19 theaters in the U.S. In the United States. And boy, am I glad that I did. Because um, Oppenheimer being the new Christopher Nolan movie written and directed by starring Killian Murphy as Oppenheimer. This is, in my opinion, mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's crowning achievement as a filmmaker. Like, And yeah. he is someone who makes amazing films <laughs> Which that we've is, talked yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Like, no it's small nothing statement, but, yeah. Yeah, it's heaters across the board, but this movie, to me, was like, oh no, I can't really find a major flaw in this. Like all of his other movies, I'm like, well, this act, well, the writing here, well, this character. I was transported in this three hour long biopic about someone I know nothing about. And that is really, really something. And it's not just the visuals because the visuals are truly like jaw dropping, but it's the fact that he's able to construct this, what normally would be a pretty dry subject matter for Mm -hmm. a film and makes it this breakneck conspiracy thriller mixed with a courtroom drama, mixed with this like just engaging biopic about this person. And it's not even about like that. It's about the human condition. And it's about like, again, like Barbie, it's about what impact does the world have on you? And yeah. what impact do you have on the world? And what does that make you feel? And or do you, or do you hold responsibility for the things that you do? And... I was just like, I was floored. This is a movie that I'm like, I will need to see again because just not just the the technical ability of everything and everyone involved, but it's dense. It's yeah. super dense. Like the text is dense, but like nothing feels out of place. It's again, another movie it's hard to talk about without spoiling, but like nothing feels out of place. There's a million actors in this <laughs> and all of them are memorable. It's so yeah. crazy. Like you're like, oh, that person showed up for five seconds and he didn't even speak and I'm like, oh my God, that person was in this movie. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. Let, let me ask you this. So, uh, yeah. Despite all the conversation, are is Barbie and Oppenheimer actually a legitimately good double feature? Like, do these movies belong together? Spiritually, yes. Or, I mean, not spiritually, but thematically, yes. Interesting. Going to see these back to back would be rough, I think, because mm -hmm. they're so different in terms of the way they make you feel. And and the thing that I said, I think I tweeted this out a couple of days ago. I'm like, I couldn't imagine doing this because both movies require considerable downtime to make sense of. Like sure. Barbie on the surface is just like this pop like comedy. And then when you think about it, you're like, no, this was like an existential nightmare, basically. And like Oppenheimer is similar in that regard. So like I still don't really know if I fully know my feelings on either film as I yeah. try and like talk about them to you. But um that's my I that's think, my favorite thing after a movie is just like sitting there with yeah. it and trying to like <laughs> unpack and process. So movie ends, credits roll. Me and my friend just sat there till the credits ended and just stared at the screen. I was just like, I uh <laughs> I'm a changed person <sighs> after that. Um and yeah, so I don't I don't know what else to say about Oppenheimer. Killian Murphy is a lock for best actor nom. Yeah. Uh, RDJ is a lock for best supporting, and Emily Blunt is a lock for best supporting as well. Like just across the board. I, I and when you see the climax, which you know what the climax is, I'm sure. Only <laughs> well, Nolan yeah. can do only yeah. Nolan can do this shit, man. Like Nolan is yeah. the only filmmaker who can do this and go, there's no CGI in this shot. And you're like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a little nerve-wracking. Um yeah. Fucking Wow. What a weekend for movies, dude. So I mean, good. like we're not going to see anything like this for the rest of the year. Oh, no. You know, no. like there'll be no I mean, for like, the next I 5 years. This is the peak <laughs> hype at least for this year. You know, I don't think anything else is going to come close. No. Not even close. <laughs>